a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. Well, often when we're looking for what is next, uh, it's always good to find a a little bit of inspiration, uh, especially we've covered some pretty heavy topics already today and a lot of discouraging news coming out of our nation's capital. And while our politics may be broken, uh, our country is not. And it's not because of the extraordinary people who live here, who live in our communities, who make a difference every day. We talk about that, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Uh, And not too long ago, we had Lindsay Ertz on the show because she had captured all of that in one single story. It it made me pull over to the side of the road and just have a good side-of-the-road cry. And there's nothing better than a good... By the side of the road cry. <laughs> it I will is my that. sole goal in life to make you cry, Boyd. <laughs> my sole mission. Uh, you told us the story about Kyle Brown, a Utah man who was diagnosed with ALS, uh, who was then, at that point, planning on running an Ironman, the Ironman World Championship. Give us the rest of the story. Lindsay well, Ertz. spoiler alert, he finished the 70.3 World Championship Ironman race last Saturday down in St. George. And this, it, watching him finish this, Boyd, is a moment I literally have been tasked with putting into words. And I can't. Yeah. It is. It was so emotional for me. One, because I know Kyle, right, as a person, as a yeah. friend. And so this was more than just a story I was covering. But, um, you know, as a human being, just thinking about what must be going through his mind being given 18 months to live and then just completing this, the most physically taxing race on earth, right? While your body is failing you physically. And then also dealing just with the mental aspect of knowing that your clock's time has been given to you. Yeah. So let's kind of pick up from, from where you first introduced us to Kyle. Uh, And I I would, I keep going back and re-listening to what he said then just in terms of, Hey, we got stuff to do. We're going to get going, uh, laughing at himself, uh, great humor. Uh, but tell us a little more in terms of his preparation. You, you mentioned the, the mental component of that, of knowing you know that every day and every moment really matters. Uh, and then while your body is physically failing, training for the most demanding physical sport in the world. Yeah, and the way this Bulbar ALS affects him is it's starting to affect his um, swallowing and his speech. So even in the last four weeks since I've been sort of following him around, literally, um, we have seen his speech already decline a little bit more. Uh, We have also, you know, he talks about how um, his hands are starting to go a little bit, and that's emotionally tough for an elite cyclist who needs to be able to squeeze his brakes, right? That is like his biggest goal is to be able to keep racing. And 
keep using his limbs as long as possible. Now, traditionally, when you have the the limb onset ALS, it does start to affect your limbs more, but this starts in his mouth. And and so uh, the swim on the triathlon was really hard for him. He said he was throwing up almost the entire race because he was choking on on water. Mm. Um, His throat, when he swallows, it doesn't, um, like we swallow and breathe simultaneously. Our bodies do it automatically, right? His is slowing. So he he chokes on, on on water sometimes when he gets in. So he was really nervous as he went to start the race. I think the swim was the hardest part for him. Yeah, and and just a reminder: so this is the this is the full this is the World Championship Ironman. Normally we think about Hawaii when we think of that, but because of COVID and the pandemic, they actually moved it to St. George this year. Yeah, well, to be clear, this is a half Ironman. Half, so he yes. was planning to do a full Ironman and actually uh, decided to focus on the half, on the half. after he got the d- diagnosis. And so. But but there was 3,500 athletes there in St. George, Boyd, 82 countries represented. This is a race that you have to qualify for. It's not something right. you can just, you know, sign up the can't day just, before. You can't just buy your $5 t-shirt and show yeah. up and get a number. You can't just enter <laughs> the race. But uh, these athletes are world class. They're world trained. They take this sport very seriously. And this triathlete world in and of itself is its own kind of Intense. bubble. Yeah. yeah. So watching him compete amongst all of his peers in this way was really powerful, too. Yeah. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit before we hear some final words from Kyle as he wraps up uh, and I'm going to flip the script on you uh, what was your emotion what were your feelings watching uh, the finish of that race uh, watching him complete uh, an extraordinary feat for any human being yeah uh, but for someone suffering from ALS uh, absolutely otherworldly it's a moment I will never forget it, watching him roll across the finish line he decided to do this this blaze man roll which I talk about in the piece you can learn about what that means but he literally got down on all fours, log rolled across the finish line, and then he he walks his way through the finish line and just collapsed and just sobbed in his hands. And that was one moment where I just started sobbing. You can hear me on my cell phone like, God. <laughs> uh, but again, the the weight, the gravity of realizing that this may be his last race, and on top of that, um, not knowing if his body will allow him to do another race, just thinking about what he might be leaving behind, you know, and, and all his friends and family that supported him. And just he said he was thinking about everything and nothing all at the same time. And I literally have been tasked with putting this into words. And I can't. Like, I don't know how else to describe the emotion I felt, but just powerful. It's a moment I'll never forget seeing him hug his his wife, his son, his mother, and just breaking down into tears, um, just overcome with what this meant for him to roll through that finish line. Yeah, the greatest moments are always those that uh, not just take your breath away, but take words away uh, that can't describe it. Uh, Before we listen to Kyle, I just want to give everyone a reminder. This is a story you want to experience in every possible (laughs) format. So tonight at 10 p.m. on KSL TV, uh, this will air during the 10 o'clock newscast. Also today here on KSL News Radio, 345 and 545, you'll have the in-depth coverage there with Lindsay Ertz. And uh, Lindsay, this is just an an amazing story. And uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, with Kyle's own words, but uh, give us a thought just rolling into that. Well, as as he finished the race and he kind of like came down from this high of finishing this race, right? He was able to kind of process what was going on. And uh, he talked to me about how physically demanding the race was, just how uh, grueling it was on his body. So he was cramping the last hundred miles. You know, I mentioned how sick he felt during the whole race. Um, But then I talked to him about what this meant to him. And his message is what is inspiring me the most is his message is to go out and live. Yeah. 
And this is what he sort of described at the end of that race. Yeah, so important. This is Kyle Brown, again, after finishing the Ironman World Championship uh, down in St. George, uh, someone suffering from ALS. Uh, this is a moment you need to really listen close. Don't waste time. Do something crazy, stupid. Do something you love. No matter how dumb or boring or crazy it seems, go do something because... You don't know what could happen tomorrow. And you want those memories. I've had such a great life. And, uh, you know, to experience this and with this uh, support group behind me, it was, I hate to say this, but I can die happy. I really can. I'm not lacking anything. I haven't missed out on a thing. Sorry, he says, I haven't missed out on a thing. How many of us could say that, right, in the face of knowing that we aren't going to be on this earth much longer? I haven't missed a thing. I've lived my life. I want to spend this time with my friends and family. Like, I'm not even quitting my job and going to live on a beach somewhere. I am just soaking in every moment with my loved ones and feeling completely fulfilled by that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely miraculous. And I, I I love the fact he said, go do something crazy. Uh, we we have a saying around here that uh, the miraculous happens within the parentheses of a crazy idea. And Kyle Brown. Has lived a life within the parentheses of a crazy idea. Lindsay Ertz, thanks for bringing this story to us. Great storytelling. Again, you can see that tonight on KSL TV at 10 p.m. You can also hear it here on KSL News Radio coming up at 3:45 and 4:45 later today. Lindsay Ertz, thanks for joining us. Boyd, I made you cry. Did you I did. win? <laughs> you win. Yes. Always win. <laughs> Thank That's you, an important Boyd. one for all of us today. Go back and listen to that one again. Kyle Brown, you are a hero, my friend, and uh, you've inspired a lot of us uh, to be just a little bit better today. Thanks, Lindsay Ertz. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, uh, much more to come on KSL News Radio Inside Sources. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.